Welcome to the New Thought Experience Podcast. My name is Reverend Chris DiGiorgio. Each week, we will explore a New Thought topic. New Thought was founded in the 19th century and was inspired by the Transcendental Movement. Its chief belief is of an all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful divine intelligence, and spirit and human are one. And remember, we are only a thought away from changing our lives. And now to our podcast. Today I want to suggest a different way to look at the Bible. Many look at the Bible literally. Many believe each story happened exactly as the story is written. And the chances of a Bible story happening exactly how it's written is probably very slim. But just because something didn't happen the way it was written down doesn't mean it doesn't convey truth. A good truth student wants to know first and foremost, what can I get out of this story that will help me in my life? That is the great utility of the Bible. It continues to give us lessons if we look. That is why I look at the Bible metaphysically. Metaphysically means seeing beyond the story to a deeper inner meaning. Like many in American culture, we've been swamped with the idea of a literal translation of the Bible. Every story written was exactly how it was written. And each statement must be followed. However, close examination of the Bible tells one to turn off certain sections, such as the justification of slavery, placing women in an inferior status, stoning, and violence. Surely this is not raising our consciousness or our humanity if read literally. Or seeing someone swallowed up by a whale, like in Jonah's story, or seeing Noah collecting two of each species. We have amazing wildlife on this earth. It's kind of hard to believe that Noah would have fit every single animal in an ark. That's why interpreting the Bible metaphysically can enrich our lives because instead of a literal translation, we're seeing the truth in the story. My journey began in interpreting the Bible differently by being a student of a wonderful Episcopal priest who created a safe spiritual space that allowed me to see the Bible differently. He created a community where we, we as a community, could ask questions of each other. It allowed me to develop a spiritual belief system, and I started seeing this Bible as something that could explain humankind's spiritual journey from its human consciousness to its spiritual consciousness. I want to share from a book called A Metaphysical and Symbolic Interpretation of the Bible by Mildred Mann, a New Thought Minister. And thanks to my friend Mark Hicks, a webmaster of truthunity.org, I found this passage on his site. Mildred writes, You see, this Bible is your story and my story, and each one of us at this particular moment fits into some level of it. 
we will come across portions of it where you will realize why that is just what I'm going through now. You know, the Bible, the people in the Bible were human beings, even as you and I. Most of us think of them not as human beings, but as some distant figures which we place on high pedestals. We can't imagine, for instance, what it meant to Abraham when he decided to emigrate to another country, how he, as an individual, felt about it. We never think of it like that. But look back on your own life at some time when you pulled up roots and moved elsewhere, perhaps to a new country or a new city. There was a pull, there was a tear. It was the same with Abraham. You must think of these people in terms of yourself. Or take David. Probably the first thing you think of are the Psalms when you think of David. But look at him in terms of people you have known. People who have had broken marriages, for instances. And, if, and you realize that this great trial was when he fell in love with a married woman and conveniently disposed of her husband by placing him in the front lines of a battle so that he would be shot. So you see, David too was very human, and yet think of the heights he attained, or consider Paul one of the most brilliant minds of the Bible, a tremendous logician, yet who was so imbued with his own religion that he was certainly a fanatic. Paul believed so intensely in Orthodox Judaism that to him the greatest insult in the world was to refer to a man who was crucified like any common criminal as Messiah, and so much so that this man, who was basically all good, could stand by and watch and approve the stoning death of Stephen. Yes, Paul was very human. All these people were very human, very real. And it is their personal story, your personal story, and my personal story, we find on the pages of the Bible. Unquote. I believe we are in this world to express our consciousness. Wherever we are on this consciousness scale, just like the characters of Abraham, David, and Paul, we all live life, and we all have situations, and we respond to these situations according to our consciousness. That's why the Bible is an important tool. It allows us to see the various levels of consciousness. As Mildred Mann suggests, pick up any story in the Bible and we can see the characters as us, struggling to figure out what the meaning of life is or struggling with something in their lives. We can see ourselves in them. Let's take a, metaphysically, a metaphysical translation of the story of Jonah and what it says in truth in our lives. So Jonah is a prophet and is asked by God to go on a mission to Nineveh to ask the people to repent and return to God. And if they do not repent, Nineveh will be destroyed. Now Jonah hates the people of Nineveh. The last place he wants to go is Nineveh. In fact, he wants to escape this and takes a boat in the exact opposite direction of Nineveh. And as the story goes, the boat is caught up in a terrible storm. The crew is trying to figure out why this problem is existing. They're drawing lots. And then Jonah says, it's me that's causing the problem. He's thrown overboard and then is swallowed up by a big fish. Jonah panics. 
asks God for help, says he'll do anything to get out of the situation, and the fish spits Jonah right outside the shore near Nineveh. Jonah goes to Nineveh and is said the whole city repents from the king to the lowliest animal. Jonah leaves the city and is expected the city to be destroyed. He wants a front row seat to this. He sits down and it's hot and uncomfortable. And God provides him with a shade tree for his comfort. And he sleeps under the shade tree. And at night, a worm comes and eats at the tree and destroys the tree. Jonah wakes and is miserable again. He becomes angry at God, for the tree is destroyed, but Nineveh is not. God says, you worry about a tree when a whole city can be destroyed. So what is this story telling about our lives? First, a fish swallows up Jonah. Now, the reason Jonah is in this predicament is he is running away from his purpose. How often when we have some purpose in our lives do we run away from it? only to see it show up in our lives over and over again. Or something more obscure at the end of the story with the worm and the tree. The tree symbolizes our consciousness. It's rooted and gives us comfort. But when our thoughts turn to anger and changes us from a peaceful state to a non-peaceful state, it worms into our consciousness and destroys our peace. So our consciousness can be destroyed by our thoughts. So you see, we can use the Bible as a mirror. How do these stories explain what is happening in our lives? As we read the Bible stories, I would suggest to keep three things in mind. Reflect on how the story explains what is happening in our lives. Remind yourself you're not alone in this. This character is you. And lastly, how can I see this situation or relationship differently? So let's explore these three statements. So, looking at the Bible metaphysically, there are some things to keep in mind. The Bible gives us stories of truth. We see our lives in these stories if we are open to it. Ask yourself, how do I see the characters in me? How am I reacting like this character? What I would suggest is to look up in the metaphysical Bible dictionary or the revealing word, either a character or a noun, Now, the metaphysical Bible dictionary is more proper nouns, so the characters, and the revealing word is uh, general nouns. So you'll find these uh, documents, these books, in the website truthunity.org, and I would suggest exploring that website further. But let's take Jonah, for example, from the metaphysical Bible dictionary. And I'll read this part of it. The prophetic state of mind on its highest plane is a dove, a declarer of ultimate peace and good. When it functions on the intellectual or personal plane, it becomes oppressive, destructive, in that it proclaims evil and disaster continuously. And when this belief is evil, becomes intensified on the bodily plane, it destroys itself. So think about what I said before about Jonah. He was so consumed by his hatred towards the Ninevites that he destroyed his peace. Here's what the dictionary is saying. When it functions on the intellectual or personal plane, it becomes oppressive, destructive. So you see how we may see ourselves in that? 
So it goes to the metaphysical Bible dictionary and pick a character in the Bible and see how it resonates with you. Is there a trait in your character? You can do the same thing with revealing word, like 12 comes to mind. It means divine fulfillment or completion. 12 tribes of Israel or 12 disciples, for example. The next point I'd like to make is the metaphysical interpretation tells us we're not alone in our struggles as we move from our human consciousness to our Christ consciousness. We may be facing a pandemic, a serious illness, or financial ruin. The Bible with its stories reassures us we are not alone. It may be happening to you right now, but it also has happened to the many characters in the Bible many millennia ago. Do you have a lack of faith? Peter shows us that story. Do you want to forgive? Jesus shows you that. Do you have a mission to do? Moses shows you that. All of our human conditions are answered in truth, and the Bible stories give us our insights into truth. The fact is you're not alone, and these stories, especially when you look at them metaphysically, have this to say to you. You are not alone. Seeing the Bible differently also allows us to see our situations and relationships differently. The Bible has stories about kings and their subjects, man's relationship with God, or parents' relationship with children, or husbands and wives. Relationships and situations are part of the human experience. Our relationship with God is part of our human experience. The point is these stories allow us to get insight. And when you get insight, we get wisdom to our circumstances, to our relationships. We often miss things because we're too close to them. But bring in a story, and it gives us a new insight, and it allows us to see things that were in our blind spot. So in summary, the metaphysical Bible interpretation allows us to see the Bible differently. Gone are the shackles of seeing something literally, and through our imagination and interpretation, these stories bring us to truth. This truth brings us wisdom and insight. So I invite you to read the Bible stories anew. See what truth comes to you and see how it brings wisdom to your life. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. The New Thought Experience is a production of the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. To find out more about us or to donate, via Zelle or PayPal, you can use our email address, unityofwestchester at gmail.com. That is U-N-I-T-Y-O-F-W-E-S-T-C-H-E-S-T-E-R at gmail.com. You can also check us out in, on Facebook or meet up at the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. Have an enlightened day.